Do it. Okay, well, we're doing it. Let's do it. Okay, we're on doing a show? Let's do another show. On the air. Oh my god, hi. Hi. What's going on, Julia? Say it. Oh, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. That was all you. Whoa. How'd that feel? It was weird to do it without you, because I always feel like when I say horror, it feels like I say horror, and it sounds wrong every time. Horror Movie Survival Guide. Horror. That could be our next podcast. Oh my god, we could do a spinoff. I would say it would be, you know, <laughs> or maybe we do like a whole like sequence of like horror, um, like horror, like Hor- could, horror. Yeah, this horror. that was like when we did the Love Witch, and it was the Witch Witch Wool. <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final girl. Oh my goodness. The beginning of this episode has fallen apart. Okay, hi, I'm Terry. And I'm this Julia. Is... And uh, well, this week we're talking about 2015's They, they Look, Look Like People. people. Uh, this is the title of this episode is I Don't, I don't think, think I'm, I'm Schizophrenic. And the tagline for this movie is Love, Loyalty, and Living Nightmares. Sounds about right. I mean, the living nightmare thing, yeah. It's accurate. I'm not crazy for it. Uh, This movie was uh, written, produced, and directed by... (laughs) That's how you really feel, Julia. (laughs) You know, I think taglines can be very Yeah, and you can kind of tell sometimes when you hear the tagline, you're like, oh, they didn't either know what this movie was, or they overthought what this movie was well i feel like sometimes sometimes. they they become generic like 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 the studio just has like a list of taglines they'll just like pin to anything and they could kind of like multi-purpose i Mm. want ones that like like the one for the ritual last week was like they should have gone to ibiza and i was like damn like once you've seen the movie you're like oh yeah that was the option like if that was on the table you guys ended up going to like the nordic wilderness yes yes. uh so this movie was written produced and directed by perry blackshear like literally everything. He did the sound mixing. Like yes. if you keep looking at the credits, it's He's like like a, like a Annabella. A little bit, yeah. I was like more and more and more. I was like, you literally did all the things. Like, and I I love that because it just they, they, then you know that that's really that person's vision. That's really what you're getting is like everything they wanted. You're seeing, yeah. which is great. Pull on all his heart. Like this was probably something he worked on for a really long time. Yeah. With like you saw like the Kickstarter page kind of at the end too. Like you could tell like it was a lot of different backers and supporters. So you know it was funded. Um, yeah. So it opens on, um, a man who is laying in bed at night looking at the kind of shadow of, uh, a lady. Yeah. We get his face in light. I was like, uh Oh, she's in shadow. What does it mean? He's in light. She's in shadow. And then you kind of hear kind of strange noises. Like buzzing sounds like insects or something. And then it just kind of cuts. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet, uh, Christian. I was intrigued by that. Cause it made me think about, um, Candyman or something like that. Oh, like, like the buzzing the bees, sounds and right. the bees. And I was like, Ooh, when it first showed the guy's face, I, was like, I thought, it was Andrew Garfield for a second and I was like oh, Andrew Garfield and then I was like it's can't nah, be Andrew some Garfield. other dude that looked like a little bit like him so then we have Christian who's walking down the street awkwardly meeting Wyatt who is standing on a street going and he's like hey man yeah hey, hey I was just in the neighborhood I thought I'd say, say hi. hi which always feels 
Yeah, it was a very awkward. So you can tell meet. it's very awkward. They and and so you know what they've been friends since they were children, but yeah. haven't seen each other for quite some time. Kind of estranged for a while. You don't know why and, at the beginning, right? And Christian looks quite normal, like a normal mm-hmm. dude. And Wyatt looks like he's might be having some problems. He looks he's, like he's a little rough on his luck. You know, when your friend shows up, I don't know if this has ever happened to you with like so, a giant duffel bag. Yeah, and, and like, oh yeah. yeah, he's like, oh well, you know, I'm just in town, kind of hey. in between things, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I've got some things lined up. What are what are those things? Well, uh, things you know. It'll, I'll tell yeah. you when it happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. So uh, as you would, Christian brings him in and brings him in. Is like, hey, you know, I'm. White tells him he's going to go over to a friend's house in a couple hours. He's like, yeah. okay, we'll just hang out here till then. But the, what he's not told him is that he's actually got this date lined up. Yes. that he's very excited. Yes, about. Christian has finally got the courage up to ask out Mara, who is his boss. boss. So like he's been like giving himself like motivation. He's got like this old like these these tapes he listens to that are you like you are a mountain. You are a mountain. You can do anything. And all these like very like Tony Robbins kind of like inspirational like quotes he has around him. Like he's this guy you can tell he seems like a nice guy, but he just doesn't believe in himself. Is what you get from him. Like and it kind of broke my heart a little. I was like, oh, but you're so cute. He's like adorable. He reminded me of like a little bit like young Dean Kane, like a little super, <laughs> like young Superman. You know, okay. kind of like vibe to him. Interesting because he has that kind of clean cutness about right. him the same kind of like dark hair and like roundish little face mm-hmm. and like wide eyed, you know? So Christian shows Wyatt around his house, including his, his scary basement. But I, of course that they has this throwaway line, but not throwaway. This basement is for killing people and raping animals. Just kidding. Uh, I was like, Ooh, well, that's awkward for everyone. So yep. then we get a shot of Wyatt, uh, pour, he has poured out his beer into the sink and he is refilled in his the g- bathroom. Yes. So he was drinking with his friend, quote unquote drinking, but he looks like he's trying to stay sober, yes. but look like he's still cool with his friend. Right. So he pours the beer out, refills with water. So Christian will never know, but why it's not actually drinking. So you're like, okay, yeah, so he's not getting drunk with his friend. Wants I was like, be... oh, is he on 12 step or like what's going on? Does yes. Cause tell him we don't know what's happening with Wyatt. There's clearly some deal. We don't know yet what this deal is. Yeah. I thought maybe he had left rehab. Like when he did that, the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe he left like a rehab and like he just doesn't want to share that with his friend yet. And uh, Wyatt also, while Chris is in the shower, uh, slips back down to the basin and types a knife underneath the table for future use. You never know when you might need that. Actually, not a bad final boy like action really like if you just have in weapons hidden to different places that things might happen in eh. they could be used against you though too which is That's, always yeah. the, this, you know the I'm double-edged in a, in a defensive way he's using this in an offensive, offensive way, way. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a little scary um so what happens is Mara, he, Christian asks Mara to find a friend to go out with so they can so make, like, make like a, a double, double date, date, which is pretty sweet. I thought that was very sweet too. But I was also, and also he's like, he is doing him a solid because when he like grills wide a little bit more, he's like, hey dude, where are you staying in town? He's like, oh, I got a place. And he's like, no, 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 no. dude. You're my friend. You stay here for sure. But I also think there's a reason that he's doing this double date is he doesn't want to leave Wyatt alone in his house. Like he doesn't fully trust just him. Based on their history too. It yes. sounds like, but it also he looks kind of lonely. Yeah, so, so it's, it's nice, like, like, get out there, because they, they were both set up to be married at certain different points, and now both of that has broken off, so now they're in this weird, like, lonely bachelor, not quite back in the dating scene kind right, of Right, which is kind of the bond. worst. So they're, they're planning to go on this date, but uh, Mara's friend slips and falls on the ice and... And gets concussed. Yes. Which I was like, what? And I was like, also, where are they? I couldn't figure out where they were for... They're in New York, right? It's, eventually they said that, but I was like, it looked like Toronto, because it was so, like... 
clean and quiet wherever right. they were at. There's no like extras. They didn't have money for extras, yeah. you know? Yeah. I understand. I felt that. that. That's cool. So the so I like the line that they they're like, Well, should we take you to the hospital? And Sandy says she doesn't want to go into an ambulance because EMTs are perverts that smell like French fries. I like Yeah. It. I liked it. Yeah, I was like, Really, girl? Okay. She's been in some ambulances in her time. Or something. Or something. But they do end up taking you to the hospital. Or we some have bad dates, maybe. <laughs> with EMTs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to EMTs though. That's I a- love you. I've been on good dates with EMTs, oh. so I'll say it. I have not yet they been did on not a date. smell like French fries. Oh. I wouldn't say that would be a bad smell anyway. I love French fries though. If so. a boy smelled like French fries, I'd be like, Oh, I'm kind of into it. Well depends. You know, like maybe you like cook French fries. Maybe you're a chef. Oh, hi, chefs. Okay. Cook us fries. It's gone a little bit off the rails. Okay. So hi. So we go back back. to the hospital where they've been waiting for uh, Sandy for a long time uh, in the waiting room and kind of falling asleep and cute little cut back and forth, but she's okay. And they ended up walking Mar home and they had this kind of kiss fail. Christian Mar, where like he's, he's about to go for yeah, it. Yeah, and he's she's giving him all the like signals of like, hey, like she's like kind of neg bantering with him, like giving cutting him down a little bit, and then he takes it too literally because he's still a wounded soul. Right. This is where I was like, all oh, these guys we're are like, so fragile because yeah, they've been broken up with and yes. they like both like Wyatt and Christian both had, you know, definitely gone through some bad relationship situations and been dumped and very fragile souls. Yeah, just, because Mara kind of jokes with him because he's about to go in for the kiss and mm-hmm. she gives him like, don't give him get any ideas. He is. And he's like, oh, well, don't flatter yourself. And then it's like, good done. And walks away. And, and she's like, oh no, I was kidding. I was, oh, I would never do that. Him- I don't, I don't think that's a cool thing to do to be like, because that's a fragile moment, someone going for a kiss. And if you like break it with something, right. I I think that was like her nervous giggle. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No kind of a thing like, ah, but I want to kiss you, but I, I want to make it funny. And like, that's been their dynamic though at work because it's been like, kind of this back and forth that worked too. Right. Where she's got the upper hand because she is higher up on the, you know, she's the boss lady in the office compared to him. And yeah. So then we have go back. I think this is very cute. You have the Christian and white, like sleepy falling asleep conversation. Like you had when you were friends and like at slumber parties yes. when like everybody's trying to still talk, but they're falling asleep. But you're totally in and out of sleep. And you're like, but and I want just... to tell you about this thing. And... Yeah. <laughs> but I want to also but still so, stay up all but night. Christian's but... still trying to like really keep it positive. And he's like, no man, now that you're here, everything's going to get awesome. And you're like, he doesn't believe it. Wyatt doesn't believe it, but he's no going to like it, say but it. But he's positive affirmation guys. We've yes. already set up. So he's mm-hmm. going to say something that feels like it should be positive, even though it's, it's not probably going to go well. No. So we cut back to the opening shot where we have the face, the man who was watching the shadow of the woman in bed and, and the face starts to kind of contort and looks like it's changing into something else. Uh, but it cuts to a phone call. So we have this yes. setup where Wyatt gets a phone call and he's got a flip phone. And I was like, Oh, this definitely sets up to like money wise where people are at because Christian's got a smartphone, but Wyatt's got this flip Janky phone ass. like that looks like it's been beat the hell up. And I was like, does that thing work? Was it plugged in? I had all these questions about the technology. Oh, did it I was work? like, Maybe my, my thing was like, is the phone even on? Yeah. Is my question for him because he does get these weird like voices kind of in head and this phone call. So he gets a phone call with this kind of crazy distorted voice that tells him that you should be careful. We warned you not to go in the city. You must prepare for the, for the war. war. Mm-hmm. Never look in their eyes. Yeah. And he's them. like, they're talking about host being infected or there might be an infection of some sort. And I was like, uh Oh, not infected again. 28 days later. Oh but no, not infected things. This could be very bad. I would say though, my favorite part, Part of this film is this the uh, guy who plays Wyatt. His performance of 
you can tell he's straining so hard under trying to be normal. Yeah. Like he's been like feigning normal normalcy for so long with these friends. And like, he's really keeps trying to tell them and ask the people questions, like trying to get help in a way that's not going to make them immediately think he's crazy. And he can't really figure well, out how to do from that. When you hear this part of the conversation of you don't know how and who it does, you get why he's so timid about it sometimes and why he has to feel like he's got to tiptoe around it because he's not, not sure who he can trust and who's listening and who's listening and how they're listening. So he has to broach it very gently and very strategically. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and we find him, he's going through, uh, finds a picture of him and his fiance who he had mentioned that had gone badly with. Right. And her face is all kind of distorted in this very creepy ring esque kind of way. It looks like some like, well, it looks like the eyes are gone and like the mouth, mouth is just gone. Like a big it's like, hole. like a void of like dark black, like not what I, you want to see. It looks like somebody almost for me for a second too. I was like, Oh, it could be that it just looks weird. Or it could also be like someone could have burnt the eyes. You know what I mean? Though, mm-hmm. like if someone had taken a, a lighter to the back of the, to the picture, you could yeah. create this weird effect on this oh. like thing too. I was like, Oh, because they're broken up. Maybe he did something like that. I was giving them some kind of benefit of okay. the doubt okay. for like, how can we make this either real or not real? Right. Do you know what I mean? Because that's kind of the question I think in the movie is, is it real or not? real? Is he crazy or is this really happening? Yes. So he, we know that he has, he keeps mentioning his disappointment. He has to keep this appointment and the appointment is with psychiatrist, but he doesn't want to meet in psychiatrist's office. He wants to meet him in a park. Mm-hmm. So they go to the park and they ha- they meet and, but it's a very kind of stilted thing because you, I think why it's really nervous about, telling too much and having him kind of 5150 him and like take him in because right. and then I also wondered if this was a real meeting this whole time too. Okay. So who is this guy? Yeah, is I was somebody like, why really would there? you be okay meeting by a lake? He had a meeting with a man by a lake. And I, I was don't like, know, but like, I feel like if, if you're a psychiatrist, I think that might not be an un, untold thing of someone like, I can't come in your office. I can't be in there. Like they have really? fears about it. Sure. If I mean, there's all sorts of things. People do. I've never known anyone to meet someone not at the office. Oh, really? Do you know what I mean? Though, like, so I know some people that do phone stuff or whatever mm-hmm. too, depending on their therapist or where they're at. But, but for a psychiatrist, usually, I feel like that's usually in a more of a clinical setting versus a psychologist, which a psychologist I feel like would be more willing to like, right? Do well, so the the psychiatrist, uh, if he is one, uh, tells him, you mm-hmm. know, he, he thinks he he thinks he might be schizophrenic. Why, wait, says he doesn't think he's, I don't think I'm schizophrenic. I look some stuff up online. Like, mm. Oh, WebMD. Yeah. That's Bad not going to help. But he hasn't, but he has been clean. He talks about how he's not been having alcohol or caffeine for 10 weeks. Um, and that he also worries about all his long-term relationship in his, in his life. This is when he reveals that none of them have ended well. Yes. Basically everyone that's, that's why he's by himself. Like n- anyone who's been close to him, it's fallen apart. And this is basically his last, relationship is with Christian. Yes. It's like the only person left. The only one that he hasn't like burned every bridge. Right. With. And so that's but, when you're like, uh oh. But he also kind of alludes to he thinks that maybe people aren't there's people who aren't human. Mm-hmm. Um but he has that kind of weird insect buzzing thing, which I guess is the signal that somebody is the infected. Right. Uh, but he starts to hear that when he looks at the psychiatrist. He's like, oh okay. And he starts and he leaves. Gotta, gotta go. Uh so yes, he leaves. And then we cut to a whisper room. That's a cute scene. 
little ASMR style. Ah. Julia, yeah. I just learned what ASMR is. I had no idea, but a apparently hole. it's a whole thing. Rabbit hole, but they're in this like whisper room recording studio at the office where Mara and Christian yeah, work that they just got what, installed. What, they, what do they do? Who knows? Okay. They, it's like every Hallmark movie to me. I know I talk about Hallmark a lot because I love those movies. I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> but you also love Guts and Gore. I do. But like, um, and this movie felt like a little bit of both because the budget feels like very much like how they do their, like, she works at Co. The company, you know, and like they, they do things, you know, very important things. Yeah, at we, the don't, we don't need to get into that. We have a whisper room yeah. for no good reason, but I guess maybe they're recording, you know, um, I don't know, commercials or something for their company and uh, they so whisper to each other in yeah, this they room. Have very little cute, little, little cute scene that you can tell that she actually really does like him back yeah. and like she's giving him all the like go aheads and he, but she also winds up showing him that she knows judo, which you're like, that's probably going to come in handy later. Yeah. Uh, and she can just throw him around as she likes. Um, and while they're having their little yeah, it's a cute quick scene, cut outside to like outside, they're just, yeah, okay. throwing each other around. Uh, but Wyatt, meanwhile, is back home getting a weapons assembled, uh, including a nail gun, which down in that creepy basement intense i don't think i've ever thought of a nail gun as a weapon and i was like wow yeah if well he you took the safety to- off too because he they t- he t- it removes the spring load so the thing that actually makes it safe for you to actually use as a nail gun he removes the safety guard so you can literally use it as a regular gun yeah it'll just but shoot, shoot nail just shoot straight out yes without Oof. having to be compressed on anything and Christian show, you know, they have this com- this conversation where they like they go out they go out play basketball, basketball as you do. And Christian's trying to like, you know, get him, get him cheered up. Let's have some fun. Let's be buddies. Some but, physical activity. And he's trying to kind of ignore the signals that Wyatt is throwing him and Wyatt keeps trying to bring it up. And like basketball is really not the time to start talking about mental health stuff. It's gonna like it's such a weird conversation. And so they end up going home. And this was my favorite uh part of the film where they have blobby wars. Oh my god, I know. This reminded me of like childhood so hard though, yes. too, because me and my my best friend. Christine used to do this thing called avocado wrestling. Okay. We had this like old army blanket. It was like really like slippery. We'd get our socks on uh-huh. and like slip, get all these pillows and like pour, we call pouring on the avocado. We poured out <laughs> like the army blanket over this thing of pillows and squish around. And it reminded me of what these guys are doing. They like were taken right back to their adolescence. Yes. And, um, um, Christian had tried to get Wyatt to go out again that night, but Wyatt was not, he couldn't, I don't think he could handle going back outside. Yeah. And so he, they end up staying in and they drink and Wyatt drinks too. It looks like this time too. And he actually gets drunk. So they have their, but, but it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. I think this is, it feels very real. It feels like something you would do with a best friend as a kid. Totally. Like you haven't played this game since you were eight and now you're playing it with this person and like throwing socks at each other. Because you're drunk and it's fun. And and you're like. And your sock gauntlet on. Yeah. Very cute. I really liked it. It was very sweet. And then they are like face to face and I was like, uh oh, like I hope everything's still okay. Cause if he's not now that he's off the wagon now too, like, I don't know if that sets him off either now too. So I'm right. very concerned about him now. When, uh, and then he gets this call. Wyatt gets another phone call. This time it's from Mara who is telling Sounds like it's from Mara. Sounds like it's from Mara and is telling him all these instructions, including to listen for three, three claps, claps of, of thunder, thunder in a clear blue sky. And, and that's how you'll know that the apocalypse, apocalypse is on is here is coming. Um, and I, then they have this scene where we have uh, Wyatt go down in the basement and he, he, the, the lights are off. He hears something. He has a flashlight really cool effect where they have it kind of it's he's swinging a flashlight across the screen mm-hmm. and there's a figure like a human figure standing in the foreground and it should hit the figure but it just passes over it and the background's illuminated but the figure itself is kept in shadow mm-hmm. was that a good description of what happens i think so okay it was really cool because it's mm-hmm. a cool it's just a very simple effect but it was very neat because you're like oh 
light doesn't hit it. Like it doesn't affect it. It's just in shadow constantly. And what a cool kind of illusion to mental health with, you know, this movie has a lot of very, you know, heavy undertones of this kind of, but this thing where it's constantly following you, but it's always in shadow and you can never see it clearly Mm -hmm. and like never identify specifically what it is and like what a scary thing, both as, you know, as a metaphor and just as a practical effect as well. And I also like the scene, that scene as well, because there's no sound at all. And it was like, that was such a cool, you don't get that choice in horror movies almost ever because so much of horror is sound. Soundscape. Is, yeah. is, is stings and is music's cues and like something scary now. But the, this was like, there was no sound, not only no music, but no sound at all. There's it's nothing. Void. It's void. And I was like, that's also a very kind of cool, bold choice to make mm-hmm. where you just take sound out entirely and it somehow makes it scarier yeah. when there's no sound. Um, and and don't forget to mention that the voice talked about killing a friend as well. Yes, if the the or Mars voice, whatever he heard. So this is something that we're already in our minds now. We're like, uh oh, like the relationship is falling apart. That we t- had that moment with the psychiatrist by the lake. You know that he's not good with any of his relationships. And then, um, uh, then uh, yeah, and then the voice is telling me might kill a friend. So we're worried. And, and he goes runs upstairs, accidentally hits. White, White in the, I mean, Christian on accident yeah. doesn't mean to, but then it's like a real blow. So the now there's like okay, violence has already been. It, it's happened in between them now, and there's a rift. It feels like, but they're you know f- figuring out. Um, and they talk about night terrors and like things that happen because he's Wyatt plays it off that he was like kind of drunk sleeping or something or mm-hmm. like that's how it happened. So they end up going downstairs to like the bodega get some snacks because they're drunk yeah they're trying to sober up which uh-huh. i think that's very new york like let's just go downstairs to the thing and like they go to the shop and um and he wants to know what were you battling and he uh, christian yeah. asked him like what were you battling through those night terrors and you know he's, he's he doesn't really want to tell him the truth of what he's seeing yes and so then we have these scenes where we have where christian's gone to work and wyatt is goes down to the basement gets the nail gone puts it in his mouth and you're just like that would like be going to shoot his head the worst like Straight it's not even just a brain. bullet it's a nail like mm-hmm. ugh, so terrible but then you're like okay well he doesn't get to kill himself and then, then he, he goes puts it on his the, hand yes you're like okay waiting for that nope not gonna do that gonna go upstairs to the roof and st- in a t-shirt where you get this whole movie is, it looks very cold this it looks movie freaking freezing it's like winter winter yeah it's not fun it's like slush mm-hmm. madness and he goes up I mean, in the a t-shirt. girl's already fallen and gotten concussed on ice at the beginning of the yeah. movie so yes it's cold uh and you think he's going to shoot? He's like aiming it at people who are walking down below, yeah, and you're like, below. you're like, you could shoot anybody with that. Like yeah. it'll it'll totally kill him in a second. And like because you don't, Wyatt's mental state is never quite clear, so you don't know is he suicidal? Is he homicidal? Like yeah, what is the edge it? Could be anything. It could yep. be any of it. So it's really leading you as an audience to. I literally to, put WTF in my notes. I'm like, he just seems so depressed. Is yeah. what I wrote because he it, just is not. But what a, mm-hmm. what a horrible state of mind to be in where it's just kind of, I could kill myself, I could kill other people. It doesn't really matter. Everything's kind of the same. Like it has, it makes no difference. Well, if it's all ending, like, yeah, I guess if it is all ending, if you think like the, the world's going to end, coming. Yeah, just wait to the apocalypse and then you can kill whoever you want and nobody cares. Um, so Christian goes to work. He's oh. expecting a promotion. Is because Mara excited. has told him something good was going to happen. Remember yes. when they were in the like something, whisper booth? Yes. Yeah, something might go, might happen for you on Friday. Friday. And this kind of threw me because I was like, why would she make it seem like it was going to be something good? I don't think she, I think it was supposed to be something good. And it ended up being and something I think bad. Because I think when she comes in, 
you know, he's got the excitement. You know, not only is he going to get a promotion, he's going to get a promotion from the girl he likes, which is like the best thing in the entire world. Right. And he's got his positive affirmation stack of cards in his hand and he's like been going over them and over them and over them. Then she comes in and looks real nervous and tells him like, you're done. We had to fire you. You need to like clear your desk. It's not me. It's like literally your whole department's kind of you're being phased out but it's literally just him that has to leave and he comes back to the to his desk and he's got the note from his co-workers that are just like everybody's against him the entire you find out like the girl you like fires you and then you thought you were getting a promotion you're getting fired and then you've found out also everybody also hates you like wow that's that's a bad day it's a bad day um and meanwhile while this is happening uh Wyatt is buying some sulfuric acid and he tested on like a big slab of meat to see how it works and you see it bubble over and what happens. And I, my note was like, where is he getting all this money for all this shit is what I wrote down in oh. my notes. Like if he's like destitute or whatever, I was not sure how. Can you just buy sulfuric acid over the counter? I don't think so. I, I think you need to be like a doctor or like, or know somebody or get it on the freaking black market. Yeah, you should right? get on like some sort of Like list. a scientist. Yeah. Um, and then Mara comes by and after. I literally, I thought they were in Canada. This is when I figured out they were in New York. I was like, well, I didn't know where they were the whole time. Cause it was so quiet in their city. Um, Mara comes by that night, uh, <laughs> with a bottle of peach schnapps to make peace. Not just any bottle of peach yes. schnapps. There's been a running joke that Christian, when he goes, um, anybody who starts new, especially if it's a cute lady, uh-huh. he gives them a bottle of peach schnapps when they start. She saved the bottle that he gave. She never drank it and brings it to his place. Which I know is, is it's a peace offering and called a kind of an insult all in one. Yeah, it totally is. So I'm never quite sure on her motivation. She seems to like him, but she also likes to like slap him down. him a lot. Yeah. Like their relationship's really weird to me. Um, and so they're having, they end up, she comes, he finally, he rebuffs her, but then brings her in and they have this kind of nice drunk evening together, all having a good time and laughing. Uh, he, Christian decides he really needs to go out and buy her black tea. So he leaves and leaves Wyatt and Mara together alone. And then Wyatt, Wyatt confronts her. Well, he said, he asked first, her first, he tests a little bit. He asked her if she ever hears voices. Uh, and she, she says, yes. yes. She says she hears a choir. And her mom also heard stuff and it was jazz. And a discordant, perhaps angelic jazz. jazz. Um, I actually looked this, looked this up to see what this is and if it's common. It is mm-hmm. actually quite common. Um, auditory hallucinations where you hear music. And it's, uh, it's because it's a result of hearing loss where the brain notices a lack of stimuli and reacts by filling in the blanks. So it now cre- I'm like, do I hear things? You, so it creates music for you because there's nothing there. And you're like, oh my God, there's nothing there. What can I, I feel? Beats? Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> beats like binaural beats? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I think that's from going to raves too much. Hi, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, luckily, I haven't heard that yet. Uh, but then he's like, hey, Mara, there's something down in the, uh, in the basement. Let's look down in the basement. No, well, he's like, well, actually, no, he offers not just the basement. Oh, he was like, he says or... the roof first. He's, yes. He's like, oh, you want to see the rest of the place? Like, because she, when they first got left, she's like, awkward. And he's yeah. like, let's make it less awkward. Like, maybe let's just give a tour of the place, the roof or the basement. And yeah. she's like, I, I guess. Sure. But they don't go to the roof first. They go to the basement. And that's where Wyatt confronts Mara now. 
And 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 she it's, and this is where the tension I think really comes in in the movie because before that everything is the setup to this final like this is the final section of the right. film because you yeah. don't know was it actually Mara is she in yeah on because it? Is the phone this- call this is the part where we find out if it was real or not right because right. he's like okay so I got your notes I got your I got your well what do we do now what's the message mm-hmm. and she's like I don't know what you're talking about he's like yeah yeah you can cut it like we get it you called me what's and we're in the, the story basement. he's like no one can hear you down here we're we're clear of the sound because there's been a whole thing about sound and people who can listening. hear because they can get in through your ears and whatnot too. So he's been really worried about that. But she's just backing away and he's acting real crazy and she's down in this like kill basement and she's she got to get the, out of there. Gets the fuck out yeah, of there. Yeah, and she tells him to move before she hurts him and you know she can't hurt him. She means, so it. She means it. He gets out of the way. Because you know she knows judo. Yep. Yes. And then Christian um, comes home. Yes, Christian comes home. And Wyatt hands him a letter and has, tells him to be very, very quiet. And he's like assembled some weapons in like a duffel bag upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Christian wants is like, what's going on? But he's like, shh, 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 quiet. And he gives him this letter and he makes him sit down and he reads it. And it's basically all about the battle that's imminent. And, you know, that they're people that don't look like people, but they're not people. And like talks about the whole setup and everything he's been hearing basically. And he like kind of wants them to get out of the city. Cause he's just like, Hey, like this is happening. If we're in the city, it's going to be bad. We like, got to bug like, out. Like, let's get out. And Christian reaches for his phone, but Wyatt like stops him. It's like, no, you can't don't they, use that. They know they'll, they'll figure that out. So they can listen to you on a smartphone, but they can't listen to you on a flip phone. Is that the idea? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. We don't know. Analogs. Um, <laughs> like I said, I don't know if that other phone was actually ever working. But then there's mm-hmm. – so uh, Wyatt decides to go talk to Sandy, who is Mara's friend, to kind of suss out to see if he can figure out if, like, she's in on well, it I as well. I think he got a message from her too, right? Yes. And so he wants to go see, like, okay, well, Mara, maybe she's overtaken now and doesn't know. So he, I think he does want to go check and see, like, okay, well, if I got a message from you, too, yes. like, I need to are check you, this. Are you in on this game, too? So they have a very awkward conversation mm-hmm. and because she, she knows what he did to her in the basement. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, do I it will again. kill you if you ever mess with my friend. And she literally says it multiple times. Yes. He's I, like, okay. Okay. So maybe, yes, no. So then he goes to see Mara again to try to kind of apologize, apologize and also, again, see if perhaps she's, she's in on it. turned. Uh, and she seems fine. And then all of a sudden, when he turns back to look at her, her hands are all bloody. She's kind of tapping her fingernails on the desk. And when he looks up at her face, her eyes have gone all white and her smile stretches on beyond where a smile should go. Yep. So she has one of them. Yep. One of them. Full on. And I was like, oh. Uh, terrified. And when he comes home, uh, why uh, Christian is signing up for the army? He's just like, I'm going to join the army now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, because he just lost his job, yeah. and then he also realizes in the midst of all the stuff that he's been terrified, and he realizes, you know, with his friend even talking about war and whatnot, and being faced with different things. Um, he realizes he's not very tough. Do you know what I mean? Though, like, and like, like he wants to be. There's some piece of him that feels like he's not got like some sort of machismo to him. So yeah, he he also realizes that he can't be faced with like being killed, and he wants to confront that. Yeah, somehow. Sure. So this is what I think is interesting because he's about to get a moment with Wyatt where he might get to mm-hmm. test that. So Wyatt tries to get them to go out of town, but when he goes outside, hears the cracks of thunder in the clear blue sky. Says it's starting early, and it's like, okay, no, no, we need to go back inside. We need to go in the basement. Like it's too late. Well, we Christian can't get also out. realizes he's like, hey, 
he's like, I don't think this is really happening, Wyatt, but you think it is. So I'm on your side. I'm just going to go through the motions as long as we don't kill anybody. Yeah. You can't kill anybody and I'm not killing for you. Um, and so he's like, I get that you're seeing them again. That was something that he like acknowledged and like was like, okay, I'm on board. And he realizes that Wyatt has stolen this car because you see it's been like jimmied. Yeah. Um, but they run back inside and he's like, okay, we got to get in the house. We can hunker like and get in the basement bunker basically and now. Wow for Christian to be what a friend, like to trust your friend so hard that you're going to go in the basement, put on a crazy suit and then yeah, they put on these hazmat suits and like gas masks but he's also kind of still playful with it which yeah, i was like, like dude tone down the play because he's trying to like make a joke out of it and like singing he's nervous and he's singing and he's like please don't do that mm-hmm. um and so he says like it's an infection that gets in the eyes and the ears so like let's what we're gonna do is it's gonna happen really soon so i'm wait it's gonna tie christian up and then wait to see if he turns that's it. Yeah, yeah, and he puts a bag over his head. He gags him with a sock in his mouth and like duct tape over the mouth to like make sure that that section is closed and yeah. then puts a bag over his head. And I was like, is he going to kill Christian now? I was like, oh no. But he's like, no, I trust you. Trust you, friend. So uh, the why it gets out the bottle of sulfuric acid, goes over and looks like he's going to pour it on his head because the bag starts to distort from the inside. It looks like it's changing into something else. And then well, he as sees... he's sitting down too, because he scrunches down and sits down and kind of waits because he had he had this said that it was going to happen at six o'clock. Right. So he's on a timer right now. So yeah. was, as the timer's ticking and the, the minutes are going away, it looks like he spilled the acid and like the room changes. And then, then like the light blows and Christian kind of slumps in his seat and then the bag starts to change. And then he sees the the sock that's on the ground. Now it's bloody and there's like teeth down with it. And so and, and you're like, ooh, is he turning? Is he real? Has he not, has he really not been crazy? Is this really happening? Mm-hmm. Is this like the apocalypse going mm-hmm. on? But at the last moment decides to pull the bag off. And well, it, after six o'clock, yeah. once the time is up. Yep. And they should have, like, if, if they were supposed to turn, it would have turned by now, basically. Right. He, like, had been on that timer. And, yeah, he's okay, Yeah, we think. So they hug, and that's kind of the the end of the film. But for me, I just, I feel like it's possible that he was not crazy and that he really did turn. Because I feel like you saw, even though, like, when he looked back down, the, like, the, the, the socket from his mouth, the bloody sock like wasn't there. That was like a weird vision of like a what weird could vision, have happened. But I think, I think it's possible that Christian could have still turned and then like put on the human face to be like, Hey buddy, it's me. I'm fine. Cause I, I'm okay Ooh. now. So it's, it's, I think it leaves it ambivalent yeah. enough that it could have gone. I wrote, way. did they survive? Cause I was like, I don't even know what's real anymore by the end. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's part of the thing is like, who can you trust? What's real? What's not real. They're playing with that the whole film. Um, it reminded me of like beautiful mind a little bit too, cause dealing with, I think the, the issue of like schizophrenia and like yeah. what's real and what you see, what, um, who can you trust? Who, who, I was like, none of it could have happened or all of it could have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and which is, which is more terrifying really? Is it, is it that the, these kind of alien beings that are coming in and impersonating people, you know, and looking like you, or is it, you've lost your mind and you're seriously insane and you need to be like put away because you have delusions and hallucinations and you know, violent tendencies. Like, right. you know, it's like both of those are incredibly terrifying on different levels. So the film kind of works both ways, which is cool. So uh, gore factor one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to go out the average viewer. Four is a pat- bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. And we give They Look Like People a three, three for gore. Enough blood to go out the average viewer. Yeah. It's basically... It's a little it's, bit of blood. It's the the bloody sock with the teeth. Teeth, yeah. And then the like hands in blood and like... 
So it was a little bit, but yeah. not a ton. And then just like, oh, and the meat or whatever too, which is not like real gore, but it was also like, oh, that could happen to a face. Like, that's not good. And, yeah. you know, but it wasn't crazy. Um, and then we have um, some movie ratings, um, zero to five chainsaws, one if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film, three seen worse, seen better, four not too shabby, five fantastical. Um, I gave this film a 2.5. Okay. Um, I was not on board till the third act or like the final act, really. I was kind of, I was bored. Okay. Um, but I um, respect anyone who makes a freaking movie and does all the things because it's a lot of damn work. Mm-hmm. Um, that is all. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, seen worse, seen better. Mm-hmm. Um, I applaud it for if, if its efforts and it has some cool visuals. And um, I love the the schizophrenia kind of mm-hmm. monster mashup kind of. Yeah. It's cool. Um, but it didn't blow me away. I didn't feel feel like terribly connected to any of the characters and some of them are kind of dubious uh kind of actions everyone seemed i guess they, you know very human like everybody just seemed very all over the place which is fine yeah i wasn't clear on like some of the dynamics i was a little bit confused with like mara her, her she really confused me a lot actually because yeah. sometimes i was like okay like are you good are you bad like i think they're trying to keep her keep you like yeah but it also just made me like kind of hate her and i was yeah. like i don't want to hate her she's like i want to i don't know i wanted to be on her team and I don't know. Left me a little ambivalent about the people. So next mm-hmm. week, we're going to be talking about uh, the last in the series of films that we have not seen, uh, Slither, James Gunn's yeah. Slither, uh, which, which neither one of us have seen. Yeah, so I'm excited to see it. I've heard good things. People say it's real fun. too. And it's got like, was it Nathan Fillion? Yeah. I think it's his name, this one. Ah, adore. Who doesn't love him? Little firefly situation. He's so <laughs> cute. Oh. Um, thank you for listening. Please check us out on our social media. We would love to talk to you about uh, They Look Like People uh, or any other horror film you want to talk about. Absolutely. Let and us know. Make sure you look at our patreon and uh, support if you feel like supporting we uh, not even if you feel like it just do it no oh, come on now, terry <laughs> okay, gamble I'll be nice be nice uh and we will see you next week for slither dope all right we'll see you next week bye 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 bye, bye.